hey mom, this one you would approve of. I think I only cussed like one time. Uh, this was a great episode, everybody. This was, uh, so we had Brent and Donna Jones. They are filmmakers who made a documentary here in Kansas City. It's very Kansas City centric. Oh my gosh. And uh, it's, it's of this lovely young woman named Bobby Joe. The film itself is called Bobby Joe Under the Influence. And it's available every, everywhere now iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, all that stuff. And Bobby Joe has just an incredible story. I'm not going to ruin it. Um, but, you know, she had a rough life. Drugs, alcohol, you know, raped on the streets, homeless. And then has the redemption story. And it's it's amazing. And it was a really good conversation to have with with the filmmakers. And um, the main the main person of the documentary. The, the, the person of the documentary. I'm, I'm stumbling over my words, guys. I'm dumb tonight. Uh, but I just had an amazing time with, with Bobby Joe and Brent and Donna. This was a lot of fun. I hope you guys like this interview and I hope you really guys go check this out. Go rent it. It'll go a long way. It'll help a really good cause. And it's just, it's going to motivate you. It's a motivating, inspirational story. Uh, Bobby Joe under the influence and listen to this episode. You can, there's other ways you can help out. And um, enjoy, everybody. Welcome to the Inner Talk Podcast. Well, no topic is off. Now, here's your host, my daddy, and Roy the Soul. Thank you for coming to the Inner Podcast. Boom, talk, boom. Three, two, one. Here we go. Well, my name is Ryan Westa. This is Neander Talk Podcast. And I appreciate you two ladies coming on to talk about. Um, we want to introduce yourself and kind of get started. Uh, we'll start with up top, Bobby Joe up top here. Hi, everybody. I'm Bobby Joe Reed. And the documentary is about me, Bobby Joe Under the Influence. And I'm a person in long term recovery of over 25 years. Glad to be Wonderful. here. Wonderful. Wonderful. My name is Donna Jones. I uh, was executive producer and, ex and producer on the film Bobby Joe Under the Influence, uh, along with my husband Brent. Um, we were had the very good fortune of meeting Bobby Joe and making this film about her life. What made you want to like? How did you first hear about Bobby Joe and make you want to start make uh, make make a documentary on her? My husband um, heard Bobby Joe speak at a meeting at a church right up the road from us. And, uh, you know, we were looking for a project in town locally in Kansas City. We were, we were mulling over different ideas. And he came home from that, uh, that meeting, <laughs> Bobby Joe, you know this. He was uh, so excited and just, just, I mean, we were up most of the night talking about it. Bobby Joe had given him uh, her book. She has a book out, uh, Beautifully Broken, which is absolutely stunning. Um, book and we read it together and we talked about it and uh we just it's one of those things that we just it just kept coming up we would get distracted and then bobby joe would sort of pop onto the brain and it was like we got to get down there and we really have to i think we're meant to do this bobby joe how uh, how are your thoughts after watching the documentary did it depict you in every way you would like like are you super happy with it uh Yes, yes, I am. Uh, Brent and Donna and the whole team were very, um, you know, they wanted to make sure that they really put the story out there like it was. So once it acted or anything like that, it was just in real time, real life, and wanted to stay true to the work that we do. And it was very important that, uh, you know, that no one was exploited to get a good story, you know, and it felt very natural from uh, the first day they came down, Brent said he'd come, like to come down and, and see Hilling House. And so when he showed up, I was kind of shocked. He had two, three cameramen with him. And I'm like, darn, if I would have known this, I would have looked a lot cuter today. <laughs> So anyway, we spent about three hours together and I guess he took it home and said, 
we can do something with this. So, uh, you know, a lot of the time they were there filming and I literally forgot they were there because I just do what we do. And so it's, it's um, yeah, it turned out great. And I think it's gonna help a lot of people. And that's what my life's about is helping people. So I think it's really gonna do some wonderful things. I had always wondered about that. Like you watch reality TV. Like I grew up in the MTV era where we would watch road rules and, and real world. And they uh -huh. would always say like, you just get used to the cameras not being there. And I never really believed them. I always still feel like you still kind of know they're there. Like you're kind of going to play up for a camera, I think, but you're saying you actually just, it, there does come a point where they're just not even there to you. And you're just, I'm living my life, how I live my life, whether these cameras are here, like they don't change anything. Absolutely. I think yeah. the reality shows, they encourage those people to be off the chain, right? They want all the drama going on. And that's not what we were looking for. Um, Brent and Donna were looking for real life and mm. what real recovery looks like. And and you know we've all watched that um what it was what were those all those stars that were celebrity rehab and you know yeah. it's it's not like that it is uh we got bigger issues to deal with and somebody uh not going to yoga class or something i mean we're talking about real life issues here and we kept it true we kept it true to the ministry and the work that we do and um that's why i love it so much it's real and it's honest it is real. It is honest. Um, thank you for allowing me to watch it and preview it first. Um, I really appreciate that. And and one of the cool things about this, uh, Donna, maybe you can speak upon if this was like a conscious effort of yours or not. But these kind of stories have been told before, and they can oftentimes get real greedy. They can get real personal and dark. Like, Bobby Joe, you've got a crazy, crazy, uh, at times sad and, and horrific past and just some of the things that you've had to deal with just just rape is just one of the the worst things on this planet that yeah. humans can do to another human and, and and to go through things like that and that exactly it's just but that's not shown in like a super dark gritty nasty way like it's a very digestible way to take your story and i'm just wondering donna did, was that like a conscious effort for you guys to kind of make people i don't know like like almost anybody can watch this like any age any any anybody like any any culture whatever well yeah i mean i i appreciate that i mean there are a lot of documentary films that you know do reenactments and and mm. things like that and we just really wanted um to to keep it real um but at the same time you have to understand you know bobby joe shares her testimony um, frequently, often, and probably as, as many times as anybody's ever asked her to, because she knows that that testimony is going to help people. Yes. And so, um, that's not to say it's, it's rehearsed or anything like that, but at the same time, she just lays it down mm -hmm. as how it is and how it was. And, um, she has such a, such an honesty about her and such a, a grace in the way she delivers that that it does, I mean, as, as horrific as these things are that she's telling you, you're right. It is in a, in a way that, that we can, we can get her pain without it being, you know, uncomfortable and, and, and cringy in a way, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that that is, um, I think that we did want to, you know, we didn't want to take people into that really uncomfortable place bobby joe's story is uncomfortable enough you know whether you're reading it in her book beautifully broken or whether she's telling it to you in this documentary it doesn't need the extra it doesn't need the extra um reenactment and and drama and all that stuff um because we also wanted to get to the good stuff you know what i'm saying like we didn't want to t spend so much time wallowing in that we needed to share it because you really won't understand the glory of what she's done and the, and the, you know, just the miraculousness of, of her life, unless you know the dark, but we wanted to get to the light. Yeah. You, I think you spent a good amount of time on the dark because it is, it does give you that sense, but it doesn't overwhelm with it. Uh, Donna, are you and your husband from Kansas city? My husband is from Kansas city and, uh, 
we met, we, we actually, my husband and I met in Los Angeles. I'm Canadian, I'm from Vancouver originally, and we met in Los Angeles and we were there for a number of years. Um, and my husband's been in the film business this whole time as a director, mainly making television commercials. And uh, our girls are teenagers now and we decided that it was time to, uh, to move them back to Kansas City where we had family and um, where the schools were good and the community was good and, and all of those things. And when we got back here, um, we knew we wanted to kind of submerse ourselves into the Kansas City film community. And it just seemed like, and my husband's always wanted to make a film. Uh, that's been a big uh, goal. And so it just seemed like the stars kind of aligned. It was like, we, we wanted to, we, we needed a project. We wanted a project. We wanted something that we could, um, and we wanted something true to Kansas City and, and, this, mm -hmm. and, and a film that we could shoot here and, and celebrate the film community here. And so it just sort of all worked out. Uh, before I go on, I would just like to point out, I'm drinking water, just, you know, I don't want to make it, this is water. I'm not drinking alcohol in front of you, Bobby Joe. Okay. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> kind of looks like a Coke can. <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's pink. Okay. It's pink. Um, I'm not from Kansas City myself either, but I've lived here for over 20 years, and it's home now. Like, I, I call it home. And uh, one of the things that really stuck out for me in the film was how Kansas City centric it is and like how much you showcased it like some of the skylines and some of the houses and some of the streets and it's it's not the typical ones you see on 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 Fox or NBC where they show it from Indian Point or the or the you know Sprint Center or something like that it's it's actual inside Kansas City and, and if you know you know like people know the people know the pink house <laughs> Yeah. You know, like that's yeah. you know, a lot of Kansas Cityans know that place a little, you know, also, I know it when I yeah. saw that on, I was like, oh, oh, shit, look at that. You know, it's <laughs> cool to see, like all the different, you know, the different I don't know. I love watching. You know, I'm, I'm a homer. So I like you guys did a really good job of like just showcasing Kansas City. I think anybody that's that's obviously living here or from here is really going to get a kick out of how it's shot. And then just your story. I mean. Who doesn't like and then speaking again on the Kansas City part, who doesn't know Independence Avenue? Right. And it's always a joke. It's always a hooker joke. Yep, it is. <laughs> but for you know, for that reason, then you know, you tell that whole story, like, oh, it's a, what an incredible journey you've had. Yeah. Um, are you guys, Donna, you and your husband, are you guys happy with the way everything turned? I mean, I know you're gonna say yes, but like with, the, with how it turned out, are there any things you guys would have liked to have maybe didn't have enough time for, or is there a part two you're going to want to go have later? You no, know, you know, I can't say that there. Listen, and when you're filmmaking, if you, if there was more budget, more time, more everything, you know, uh, everything feels in the moment, like it, it could be better. It could be more, I mean, it could be extra. My husband, you know, didn't want to stop shooting. I mean, he could have <laughs> continued on uh, for months more because there was just so much going on at Bobby Joe's community. And so, you know, it was hard to sort of scale back and say, whoa, whoa, I think we're good. But um, we were just, I sat down with a cup of tea the other morning. Listen, I've seen the film so many times. We've sat in the edit room for hours and hours of right. film. And I sat, I ordered it on Amazon. I sat there with a cup of tea alone. The, you know, everyone else in my house is asleep. And I sat down and watched the movie again. And I mean, it's absolutely perfect. It's absolutely what it's meant to be. It's absolutely perfect. Every single scene, every single, um, just everything it, it all like came together somehow miraculously Beautiful. and and you know that's the one of the things that my husband and I would talk about it was like you know we'd get up in the morning we'd say let's we we need to um let's just get ourselves out of the way and let this film make itself mm -hmm. you know um and I think that we did well just w with with Bobby Joe's story and just her as a person you're so, you got such a great personality like you could all you could have a tv show Bobby Joe, like a real reality show of just your life. It would be amazing. I bet people would watch it. That's huge these days. Bobby Joe YouTube channel. <laughs> well, Brent, Brent might have some ideals about that. I was going to say, you know, I've seen the movie several times 
And when it came out on Amazon Prime and all that, I also rented it from Amazon Prime or I bought it. And I sat and I watched it too. And Mama Judy is one of the, the she was the lady that was uh, my right hand, right? And she passed away last Mar March 13th. And I watched it, part of the movie, we're both sitting in our big easy chairs, just kind of cantering back and forth as we did. And uh, it really touched my heart. And when, when Donna said it's perfect, it really is perfect. It takes you through the emotions. That's one thing about my, my life. It could be a sitcom. It could be a drama. It could be a scary movie at times. It takes you through this array of emotions, but, but it carries you through that. And it just goes to show you, I mean, honestly, how somebody that is that broken doesn't have to stay that way. And then it brings you into this beautiful light, right? Of, of God using this person that was so messed up to help other people. And, um, and you walk away from it being inspired and wanting to do more in your life. And, um, you know, I've had a lot of what I would call normal people that don't have addictions or not directly touched by addiction that have seen this and said, wow, I'm not doing enough in my life. If you can do that, I need to be doing more myself. Well, that's and what I'm so, saying. <laughs> makes so, me, I'm depressed after seeing that. I'm like, how can I, like, there's no way I can do anything as good as this. <laughs> but it's not depressed about the movie. It's about, wow, I should do more, right? So right. it lights a fire. And that's what we want to do. We want to bring hope. And, you know, when I was homeless and out there and um, the one thing, I was so broken. And the one thing I didn't have was hope. And I talk about it all the time. I became this invisible it. And people didn't even know I existed anymore. And I didn't want to exist anymore. And that's the game changer for, for people that are in the position that I was in at one point is to have hope. Because see, if you have hope, that things might change. You know, something might change. Maybe I can be something else than what I am right now. And I think hope and love and encouragement is all through this. And um, it's, it's just, I, I know this movie's gonna be used and it's gonna save people's life and it's gonna encourage people and it's gonna help family members that have a loved one going through this because you know what? Sometimes it seems like the battle's over, right? And they're thinking, I can't do anything else. Well, there's always something else to be done. Brent's yeah. here now. Hi, Brent. Brent. Well, welcome, hey, Brent. Everybody. Great movie. All right, I, sorry, film. I should, not a movie. Did I just? I didn't mean to start off with a foot in my mouth the first time I meet you. <laughs> Great film. And you're from Thank Kansas you so City. You're from Kansas. You're from Kansas City, and now back here making making films, <laughs> documentaries. You went from commercials to uh, Bobby Joe's Beautiful Life. Yeah, I think I, I came back here just in time to, to run into Bobby Joe and get busy. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, is this going to, I feel, so I, I don't have issues with church per se. I've gone to a, you know, I used to go to a church and I was heavily involved in all that stuff, but I've, it, it's not my bag anymore. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I appreciate Christians and I can tell real ones like, one of the things that drove me drove me away from it was the fake Christians, the people sure. that are just talk, talk and don't do any, you know, they don't back it up. But you're one of the good ones. I can tell Bobby Joe, like just just through the movie, I was like, now this is these are the Christians that that needs to be more more of you, like the real ones that are like doing stuff. And like the like I see it like I, I can see it in your heart. And yeah. I, and then I see this film with, you know, a lot like I went to a mega church for a while. And they would throw like a lot of those movies and like little clips. Like this is going to be one of those movies, I think, or documentaries that's going to go viral in church, like at least mega churches all over the country, I bet. Like it's just got, it's got that it, every, that all, it hits all those marks that, that, you know, Christians talk about, about, you know, God did this and, 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 yeah. the, and you know, what God can do for, for, for anybody. It brings you out of the being homeless and, and, and drug addicted and all that stuff and just pulling yourself out and now doing amazing things. Yeah. And you you know, I once had a person of faith for my whole life. 
I, I was not, matter of fact, if anybody tried to talk about God or the Bible to me or anything like that, I just, I didn't want to be bothered with that. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a, a part in the movie that I talk about my mom passing away and uh, my dad died and a month to that day I got sober. And then three and a half years later, my mom died of cancer. And uh, man, I'm telling you what, I had two roommates that had relapsed. And then my boyfriend went out and smoked crack on New Year's Eve and left me um, the day I was out getting the urn for my mom's ashes. Mm. And we had started going to a church and I didn't really jam on the church. I just, I'd like the praise and worship part, right? But then I'd leave after that. And um, so I went out to that church at night to see if uh, my boyfriend was there, but instead he was out getting high. And that night, I'm telling you what, I had always had something to anesthetize myself with every single time that, you know, something went wrong in my life. And this time I knew I couldn't turn back to the dope or to the alcohol. I couldn't do it. And uh, that night I cried out to God because guess what? I was, I was done for, I was done for and everything had caved in and I cried out that night and I asked God not to let me go back to where I came from and to lead me and direct me and to be there with me. And I'm telling you, I'm not, I once at a goody two shoes church girl, God got me to the church house through my boyfriend. That's the only reason I started going to church in my red mini dress and woo-hoo, I got my grizz on the church. I was a hot mess. Thank God for mercy. Anyway, so <laughs> that night, I cried out to God and I asked him for something and I needed him. And I woke up the next day, January 1st of 1999, and the Holy Spirit had taken up residence in me. And all the fear that had been with me my whole life was gone. And I mean, that sounds crazy that you could cry out and pray and the next day be a different person. I'm telling you, it happened to me. And I'm not, a. I mean, I just, I love the Lord and I cannot ever downplay what he's done for me i was three and a half years sober but at that at that point my life came together and all the fear had been removed from me and uh, i'm not a person anybody anybody can come to the to, to healing house you don't have to be a person of faith nothing like that no religion nothing like that this is just one of the things we offer to be a tool to help people in recovery and um yeah, you're right. I'm not no fake Christian. I love the Lord. <laughs> I love my life. And you know what? I've had people that I've had to get on their tail about doing stuff at the house. One girl wouldn't do her chore. And I finally said, I've had it. You know what? You need to do your chore. And she put her hand on the hip and said, you call yourself a Christian. <laughs> I'm like, you bet your butt. Now do your chore. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So being a Christian doesn't mean I'm June Cleaver, right? So I have to be go hard sometime on some people, but I'm real with it. I don't have to read scripture. I can live, I can live scripture. And that's how I live my life today. And uh, I'm glad you said that because this isn't a movie of just about Christianity. This is a movie about encouragement and change. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I don't think it's just, yeah, I don't think it's a, a Christian film or a film just for Christians. I think it's a film that will be big with Christians and yeah. in the Christian community. I think it's a great, just a great message of all of the hope and salvation. And yes, it's amazing. It, it's, I mean, you know, it's, it, it's, well, you must hear it all the time, but I'm sure it never gets sick of hearing. Um, though, mm-hmm. you know, I so see you guys don't do in reenactments, which is great because they're, they're always horrible, <laughs> but there is one, one interact uh, re- reenactment I thought would have been cool was the story, and I'm not going to th- ruin the film or anything, but it was about the AK-47 at your neighbor's <laughs> that was shooting it. <laughs> I want to uh, see that reenacted because I pictured it. I pictured you going out there. <laughs> I've done lots of crazy stuff. Uh, I can reassure you. <clears throat> One time I came home from, I had been to the Holy Land, and I came home, and a drug dealer had moved in across the street cattywomp and he was slinging big dope and I thought you know we had had a dope man live next door at one point took a year and a half to get him out of there so this time I thought that's much too long a process right 
So I go over and I knock on the dope man's door and I said, you know, I'm the lady that has the recovery houses. And I said, let me tell you, I was in the game for a long time. You're a young man. I don't want to see you go to prison for the rest of your life. I've been to the neighborhood association and the cops have pictures of you selling dope. I mean, they're all over you. They know what you're doing here. Do you <laughs> that was not the truth. It was a little, little lie. Anyway. <laughs> you had me fooled. The, the dope man was gone in an hour and a half, packed up, moved out, all the way gone. It didn't take a year and a half. It took an hour and a half. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know what? Whatever. I roll with it and do the best we can. And, uh, yeah, it's it's. I've done the AK-47. I've done a few. <laughs> There's so many stories. We have to so much of it. I mean, there's just so many great stories. The there story of, of Bobby Joe and Mama Judy and their nightgowns. <laughs> yeah. That's right a whole other story. <laughs> Thelma and Louise, two old uh, ladies in their nightgowns with a with a with Smith and Wesson with olive points. Who knows? <laughs> Could be a new movie. No yeah. fear. Can you see why why we made this film and why we wanted oh, yeah. to keep going back down and hanging out with Bobby Joe? I mean, I, I sorry for walking here near late, but I've only been here what 10, 15 minutes and and I still enjoy best part of these stories and it, it fills me up. And I haven't seen Bobby Joe for about 24 hours, and it's like one of the best parts of my day. And 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 it's just it's full of energy and enthusiasm. And man, it, that's been going on for us for over a year and a half of hanging out and making this film is yeah. we're just feeding off of what's going on down there you know which is which is which is really people getting their lives back you yeah. know and there's some energy that you get from that uh bobby joe have you always been this bright and positive like and just kind of i mean you, you seem like a you know glass is kind of half full usually kind of person and you're bubbly and just up, you know, like, were you always like that even during your kind of darkest times, like just kind of. Well, it depend. It would depend on who you ask probably. Uh, <clears throat> I've always had a, a quick wit and uh, like to have fun. And uh, you know, I'd lost that for so many years in my life. I had became dark, very dark mm -hmm. and um, just, <clears throat> the circumstances around me were so awful that, um, yeah, I, you know, I wanted to die. I was, I was one of those people that you pull up downtown and there's a crumpled person laying on the ground and you think, how can anybody ever get there? Damn. I became that. And um, yeah, but you know what? I, I wake up every day. I'm excited because guess what? I get to help people every day. I get to live around miracles every single day. I mean, I love my life. I couldn't have dreamed this up in a million years that I would be doing what I'm doing. I get to do what, you know, I was created for because see, I've got some, I got skin, skin in the game, right? So when I'm talking to other people that are addicts and alcoholics and wanting to change their life, I, I've been there. I've done that. And here's the really good news. I've never met anybody that was more screwed up than me. So guess what? There's well, hope for, for sure. everybody. <laughs> so I tell them, if I could get it, you definitely got a good chance at this thing. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm happy. I just, I don't get down very often. The loss of Mama Judy last year was kind of uh, very rough for me. Mm -hmm. She's my right arm. You know, we're best friends. We we worked together, we uh, were roommates, we, you know, just best friends. And that was kind of a dark place, but here's the thing. I know that I'm, I'm still here for a reason and, you know, I have to continue to help folks. That's what feeds me. If I never would have got to a place in my life that I figured out helping other people, ultimately it saved my life. And oh, yeah, you'd be dead by now. I would. And that's, you know, I was 37 years old when I got sober. And when I started helping those other people, man, it started filling up some voids in my life. And at first I did it because it made me feel good. But then I kept doing it because it just became the next right thing to do. Helping others save my life 100%. And I get to do it every day. Now it's, it's looks like that's your new drug. 
Yeah. You know, it's definitely, <laughs> definitely your new addiction, your new drug. And, you know, getting high off helping people is, is a, right. a, a darn good drug. Yeah. I don't wreck near as many cars. <laughs> <laughs> with, with, with as long, I'm not with, with as long as you've seen these problems going, like, like you guys were touching on independence Avenue and that's been going on for forever. Yes. And it doesn't seem like that's going to stop. Um, and, and a lot of ad- these problems with addiction in, in the, in the inner city and just anywhere else, really do you, what do you see you're helping the community but is there anything you can think of or that you want to see happen that can help these problems overall maybe it's it's legalizing prostitution maybe it's legalizing drugs and and, and spending money on towards like re, re, rehabilitation and education instead of imprisonment like like what what can we do to fix these these problems? I don't want anyone to have to go through the life that you had when you were younger. That's I, nobody should have to go through that. Like how what's a big way? I don't know. You guys have you're in this every day, and you two made the film there. Like what what do you see as a solution to this big problem, if any? Well, I think now, like on St. John, the area I'm on, it. St. John and the surrounding area is pretty much good right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, there you don't see gang members, pimps, prostitutes. You don't see none of that up and down our streets. And so uh, not too long ago, uh, we got a house over off Independence Avenue. And the Neighborhood Association actually wanted us to get this house so we could start doing some stuff off Independence Avenue. And we're getting another house in in a neighboring uh, neighborhood association. And so we're we're trying to spread there. I'm working with um, several several different groups that are working on Independence Avenue. No, I don't think we, I definitely don't think we legalize drugs. I don't think we legalize prostitution. It is the most dark soul robbing thing that a woman can do is to sell her body. It's awful. And, uh, you know, we got to do something about these pimps, the human traffickers, and not just talk about it. These guys, it's slavery, it's today's slavery. And, um, and I think that we're working on some stuff. And I believe Independence Avenue is going to be cleaned up. Um, you know, downtown is moving that direction. There are people coming into the community. The housing market has skyrocketed over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing and kind of spread it over to Independence Avenue. There's a person that I've known for years, Christy McDonald. She was a long-term prostitute. She's getting ready to open up something on Independence Avenue to help the people out of human trafficking. We're on the move. I, God's on the move. We're on the move. And what has taken place there for so many years just no longer is accessible. Uh, it's not okay. We're a melting pot of a whole bunch of different cultures in Northeast. It's mm-hmm. an amazing place. We really, for the most part, all get along, but we've got to keep beating down this uh, prostitution and the, uh, you know, there's gangs, keep, keep working on that. And I think we've got a bunch of good people that are working hard to get this place, this area cleaned up and make it safe. And I believe we're gonna do it. We'll do it in my lifetime, I promise you that. <laughs> and I think I got a few good years left. <laughs> Definitely, you look healthy yeah. as heck. Yeah. Brent, Donna, thoughts on? I, I, you know what, I think that people being aware of what's going on uh, is, a, is a huge part of it. I mean, it, it's, it's, there are things going on that I wasn't aware of, you know, and that when we went and did this film, we, we dug in and it reveals a lot and it exposes a lot of what's going on. So it exposes a lot of what the problem is. And it also uh, has, it shows, provides a solution. And if I, I got to tell you, I met Bobby Joe and I've got behind her and I'm like, okay, I believe 100% in what she's doing and what the people around her are doing. And it's, and it's a, and it's a community of people that are doing this and it's growing and it's, it's, it's pushing out that crime and the drugs and the prostitution. And what we need is more 
people like Bobby Joe and more people down there working it out and letting people know that there is there are solutions to these problems and that and that, that there's a lot of love in this city for everyone in this city. You know, we can't we we can't as a city leave people behind. You can't you right. can't just you ignore can't just you, criminalize the problem. You, right. I mean, you, you gotta you gotta have some empathy for some people that are in some really bad situations and be willing to give of yourself and 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 go do something about it. There's a lot of people, a lot of people that are talking about doing a lot of stuff and doing a, and, and also getting busy. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's the getting busy part that I see that that works because I follow Bobby Joe around and, and she's getting busy and a whole lot of people around her are getting busy. And if you were to if you were to just see one person come out of that really dark spot. If you were to experience one person in that dark, dark spot, go through a, a three month transition and you were able to sort of see the progress that they make and then they, they see that little light come on in their eyes and you see that that work that you did help that person, you would go, I want to do that again. I want to help another and another and another. And it's in, if people become aware of that, it makes them happier and it also makes the world a better place if you're reaching out and you're you're helping your fellow man you're picking them up i mean that's what i felt a desire to do and that's what donna and i we were like let's just go do this it's hard but it wasn't work it was just it felt like we were doing what we need to do and i i can't just look away from it you know i can't just go eh, and ignore it um i i've been given some some good things in my life right and i, mm -hmm. and I know what those are and and so and I have an ability and we all have yeah, we all have ability to help somebody else up. So yeah. I, I think awareness and then taking action, yeah. being willing to being willing to stick your neck out and help a, another human being mm -hmm. is, yeah. is huge. I mean, you can buy if you buy a person a pair of glasses, they're going to see life a whole differently and a lot differently. And so are you, you know, oh, yeah. you just you just keep doing this pay it forward thing, it works out really well for everybody. You're, you're on the same drug that, that Bobby Joe is. I've been hanging out with Bobby Joe for- I know, I think for, she's been dealing you. She's your main supplier and now you- <laughs> Yeah, and, when I get a, and, and that's what she'll tell you. But like, if I get away, we really gotta get a little bit of- uh, Yeah. Gotta, yeah, gotta now you're, you're, on my, you're on my podcast peddling your hope and love <laughs> wares on here. Just you're drug dealing to my people. Yeah, that that's a, that's a good thing. Because, it. it is, and, and, and they should be tuning into this because we'll give them what they need. We're not going to say that's you right. know, throw out a bunch of <laughs> ugliness. Let's. It's a beautiful place to live on this planet. You know, we have a beautiful city here. To, you know, let's make it better. Let's do better. Let's do better for the people of this city. Yeah, really. I mean, if you've got a little extra time, let's go. Let's go find somewhere where you can volunteer. Go cook a meal for somebody. That's how I first met Bobby Joe. Is, I went down and there was 200 people down there and I was in this tiny kitchen cooking with a, another guy. And I was like, I don't want to cook much. <laughs> and we got <laughs> to cooking and helping people. And then everybody, the 200 people come in and they're all working on themselves, trying to get, make their, trying to get their lives back. And you go, okay, get them some food. And Bobby Joe comes in and, and <laughs> wrangles them up and goes through the things that, that people, <laughs> That particular day, they were going through a, a situation and a few people needed to be, I think that day, Bobby Joe had gotten some buses or something for, uh, to an go a, for an event and they, and, and some people were acting up on those buses and somebody had volunteered oh. those buses. So Bobby Joe sat down and said, hey, listen, it takes a lot to get those buses. Somebody, somebody donated those buses to us. So when we're in there, I want you guys to behave yourselves. And, you I know, think it was pretty, the city stern. bus. I think it was a city bus and some of the folks had got on the bus and were cursing and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? We've worked really hard to have a good reputation here and you're gonna get on the bus and act like a fool. I said, tell you what, I'll do a recon on your tail ends. I'll go in there dressed like an old lady sitting in the back of us. <laughs> <laughs> and I would, I would do that. Uh -oh. Definitely, I would do that. I can tell. <laughs> and I said, you know, we're not, you're representing, man. When you get on that bus, you're representing what we're doing here. And if you get on there and act a fool, that's an embarrassment to me because they all call me mom, right? Mm -hmm. And they don't have to call me mom. It just kind of automatically happens. 
And uh, I don't, I don't want to be an embarrassment to the community. What we're doing here is good stuff. And that should be people on the bus should be able to see, oh, those are healing house people because the way they're bringing it, you know, the way they're acting. And uh, so it hurts my feelings when the kids are out there acting, acting out because that's not an example of what they're learning, right? They're right. learning a new way to live, a new way to act. And um, yeah, I, I'll, get, I'll get on them if they're doing something I don't agree with, I'll get them. <laughs> and that whole room was listening. Yeah, <laughs> they were they were listening. No, there wasn't anybody not looking and listening. They were okay because you don't want to upset mom, right? Yeah, <laughs> mom rules. You're so scary. <laughs> well, I mean, no, it's more that like she also is loving on you. So yeah, it's yeah. all done in love, and that's what makes a difference. Mm -hmm. They know it's out of love. I I wouldn't be a good mom to these you know couple hundred people if I wasn't honest with them. I'm not going to tell them, oh, it's going to be okay when they're doing stuff that I know they're not going to be okay. I, I'm, I speak the truth to them. And I tell you what, you know, a lot of times people don't like structure or rules, but after they're there with us for a little bit, they figure out, you know what, these rules are in place, the structure is in place for me to get better and to do better in my life. And they, they get that. You know, yeah. they figure it out. At first, it might be a little push, but after a while, they figure out this, they're for real. You know, we have 41 employees and 39 of those 41 are people that have came through Healing House and now they work for us. And so it's called peer, peer specialist. And so all our people are peers. They've been through the program. They believe in it. And now they work here and now they help other people out of their addiction. So it is absolutely a pay it forward. Have you had any of your your people that have stayed in your house and moved on and been successful and have taken the same steps that you have and started their own houses? Um, most of them have not really started their own houses, but they have their business owners now. They hire people from our place. Um, not too many people want to do uh, recovery housing, it's, it's hard. You know, I speak all across the country and people will say, what's the most important thing to know about recovery housing? And I'll tell them that your life no longer belongs to you because that's the truth. If you want to do recovery housing, it's 24 seven. We don't get holidays off because the folks we're serving need us on the holidays. It's a difficult Whoa. time for them. And so it's 24 seven. I lived in the main house with the girls for 12 years. And I want to give you an example of what my life was. I would go in the bathroom to take a bath. I'd be in the bathtub. One of the girls would come in and sit on the toilet and start talking at me. <laughs> and I'd say, honey, I'm taking a bath. You know what they'd say? Oh, you're not bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> You better hope they're not going number two next right, year. Oh right. Oh, no. They would just wanted to talk at me while I'm in the bathtub. My life was like that for like 12 years. It was nonstop. And it's just where they're at when they first get sober and clean. I mean, everything. I want to fix everything, and I want to fix it now. And we try to tell them it's a process. You know, we're going to walk with you through this. <clears throat> it's a process. And so, uh, you know, I love the girls and, and the fellas. I never thought we'd have men, but uh, about seven years ago, we started helping men and now there's families uh, there. There's, we have 30 apartments, 14 houses. Uh, it's an incredible, we have a recovery community center that holds up to 350 people. And I'll tell you what, wow. when COVID's not happening and we're there on a Friday night having a recovery meeting, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Think of that. 250 addicts and alcoholics that are not using and they're off the street. That has just improved the neighborhood by far. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, these people aren't out drunk driving. They're not out getting high. They're not. They're doing recovery on a Friday night. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So what is the best way for people to help out? What's the best way for people to help out? Like, like donations or, or 
I don't know. Like, how how can we help you? Okay, all three, well, all three of you that I have, you can all give me an answer. How do you want my listeners, my viewers to help out? What's the best way to help out? Money. Money's good. You know, money's make good. Money's <laughs> always good. Yeah, make it rain. Uh, that's always good. And and then we can do what we need to do with it. We also need clothing. Our people come in with everything they own in a price chopper sack. Uh, they're coming from prison. They're coming from homelessness. They don't have anything. Hygiene products, twin sheets and blankets, um, furniture. We have 30 apartments that we furnish. We have 14 homes. Uh, anything that you could, anything that anybody would need is what we need. And okay. so clothing, gently used clothing, uh, decent furniture, uh, any, I mean, really, we can use anything because our families are being restored and they're going into this apartment. So we try to help them when they leave us. So we're always needing nice furniture, things like that. Um, the website for Healing House is uh, www.healinghousekc.org. But uh, I'll let Donna and them tell about. So that's for the Healing House. And people can, I want people to know this too that you don't, if you have a loved one that has addiction, you don't have to send them to a $30,000, $50,000 treatment center. There are resources here in the community. You know, these people come with nothing. You don't have to come with any money in your pocket. Most of us don't have money. We don't have insurance. So there's places like Killing House where you can get the help you need or your loved one can get the help they need. And all they have to come is with a willing heart and an open mind. That, that's the admission fee, right? That's crazy. Where do you hear yeah. that? You don't hear that anywhere. Like that's, I know. <laughs> for, I especially know. for everything that you're putting into, I mean, your life and your, like the people that are working at Healing House, like they're put there, that's their life. And you're just, hey, come on and do it. Whoever you are. But the people we deal with, don't, we're broken. We don't have nothing. We're not coming to the table because we got money. We're coming because we're totally broken, broken and broke down and don't have nothing. And you know what? That's when we could take somebody and just, you know, we help build them up from the floor up, right? Mm -hmm. So we're just going to take them from there and grab them and they're going to come through this. Brent and Donna want to talk about the movie, though. I'm sure where they can find that. I'll tell you what, if you go volunteer down there and work, you're going to fill up your heart. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's there, there's the there's there's riches down there, you know. <laughs> I, I found gold down there in human beings, you know, and that's in, in uh, the connection I had with their hearts. I, I think that, I think that, you know, I, I want people to see our film. I want people yeah. to see Bobby Joe's story and get that, that experience, strength and hope. And that's, that's available on, on all platforms on Amazon, iTunes, Google play, and wherever you download films. And uh, that's going to help out healing house. It's going to, it's going to help a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, really just, um, watch the movie but then spread the word you know like i i've said before we didn't have a disney budget to make this film and market this film so really it's the people that see the film and connect with it they are our soldiers they are our greatest asset you know sharing it sharing it on uh, your social media sharing it to your friends and family um, talking about this movie, that is, you know, you are our greatest assets. Um, so please watch the movie. And then also the one, one very significant thing that people can do that really just doesn't, it takes a little bit of time, but it's just giving us a, a star review, like a little review on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, you can also do a review on Amazon. Um, and just those little things. I mm -hmm. mean, you have no idea for, for independent filmmakers how much that means to us and how much that can help us with visibility for, of the film. If, it's all algorithms. So if yep. they see people commenting, five-star ratings, saying something nice, it just kind of boosts us up there in the algorithm. So that is a major way that people can help us. And, and people in Kansas City need to know who Bobby Joe is. I mean, I, I don't know if there's anybody doing it, uh, as hard, working as hard for, for the, for other people in this city. I mean, I, I'm not, not to, not to, uh, 
downplay, downplay <laughs> what other people are doing, but I want to meet you if you. <laughs> If, yeah. if, if you're if you're send us an email if you're in lockstep <laughs> with bobby joe working things out for this city man we got to talk to you yeah we want to know i might i might be able to direct you towards someone that's had that 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 uh animal oh what is animal heart rescue might be the name of it she helps oh. out homeless people's pets oh, so their dogs cool. and cats she goes around and like donates food for their cats and, and, and oh. goes around and make and, and if they're like I don't know, a dog gets hit by a car and breaks its leg. They'll like take it in there and, and fix it up, like pay for it to get fixed. And and if cool. if you're like homeless and you just can't keep your dog anymore, like yeah. we'll, we'll find a home for it. So that's cool. That's awesome. You might have a little you, competition out there, Bobby Joe. You know what? I'm always going <laughs> to be Brandon Donna's first baby. That's it. I'm the first film. So I'm always going to be the baby. Angel Heart. I think, oh, let me find, I think it's called Angel Hearts Rescue. I think that's the name. I'm going to look it up that's real awesome. quick just because I don't know. Maybe you guys could collaborate once. I don't, yeah. Angel yeah. Heart. Yeah. AngelHeartRescue.org. Very awesome. Yeah. So I don't know. You awesome. might be doing more than her. I was just one thing I know is that a lot of people in this city are willing to, to, to help out. There are a lot. I mean, we, we had a lot of people help out with the film. So, you know, it's, it's, it's in our nature to, to do it. We just got to get back to doing more of it so we can help these people as much as possible. Well, I hope your film does that. I hope it gets people not just motivated to help you guys out and, but I hope it helps motivate people to help their own lives out to, to get, yes. get some kind of spark underneath their butt to be like, you know, you know, this chick was, was beaten, raped and left for dead. And all of a sudden now she's just this, I don't know. I feel like I'm talking to a celebrity. Okay. But like, it's just something like I, and I have a house, a home over my heads. I don't have too many, I don't have problems like that. I should be able to, I should be able to get my life together. <laughs> Very well said. Um, go, go cook a meal at Healing House, man. It'll, it'll, it'll put it'll some pieces right together. I promise you. I, I, that's the cure right there. I might do you that. Go down there and just go <laughs> help out. And you'll be like, uh, some things just fell into place for me. I don't know how that happened. There you go. <laughs> I won't say no to that. Okay. Let me We'd think about that. Have... All right. I might come and cook some whatever you guys cook. I can cook. I'm not afraid. All right. I'm not afraid well, of Come on stove. down. Okay. I'd love to have you. Okay. I'd love to meet yeah. you in person. I think you'd like it. Yeah. I would. I don't come this week though, because I'm going out of town, but the following week I'll be back. All right. I've, got, I, I, I've got an addictive personality. I'm looking for a new drug to hit. So give me that it's love. Just drug, a Bobby yeah. Joe. I'm all about it. Yes. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for doing this podcast. I mean, thank you. this is awesome. I, I wish you the best of luck with the film. Uh, Bobby Joe, you don't need any luck with anything. You've got it all covered. You're just... <laughs> Look at you go. Amen. Yeah. Love That's and it. life. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for doing this. If there's anything else you'd like to say here, say it. Okay. Good. Thank you for thank having you us. so much. This has been yeah. an absolute pleasure. Um, thrilled. Good. Thank you so much. Oh, no, you're welcome. Yeah. You guys have another right. film coming or you want to come back on? I can, I can have you guys in studio next time. We'll cool. take it. All right. Sounds good. All right. All right. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. It's been great. Hope to see you soon. Okay. Yeah, you uh, will. We'll okay. do it. We'll do it. All right. I'll, I'm in. I'm in. I've said it. I'm, right. in. I'm doing it. <laughs> All right. Good deal. Right. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks so much. You're Bye, welcome. guys. Bye. Be safe. Bye. Bye, Bye Bobby Joe. All right. Bye, Cindy. Guys. Cindy, you there? You want to? I am here. All right. Yeah. Well, that was good. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah. I apologize for coming in late there. I'm... Oh, like I said earlier, we weren't really late. Like, uh, at least in my mind, I thought we were starting at seven, and I was sending over the link at six thirty. So we had like a half hour to make sure everything. But everything worked out. It all worked out. Are, uh, what are, what's next for you guys? Are you guys going to do another documentary now? Not, not, I'm not saying on on Bobby Joe, but like something else. We're next? talking about doing a uh, a. Uh, a show where we can that helps generate income to build houses so it's a you know we're talking about a show that's about restoring homes and lives hmm. bobby joe bobby, show bobby joe rehab show yeah i was telling when we first started she would make a good youtube show just follow a camera put cameras around i don't oh, know yeah. 
there's so much going on. I mean, there, there there's, we could do, we could do more with what we have already. Mm-hmm. We just had to cut it down, but there's, there's a lot that's happened since we stopped shooting, you know, and I keep finding out what it is like, ah, darn, I wish I would have had a camera on that. You know, it's, it's always moving. It's nonstop. Oh, I should have asked, how long ago did you film this? And what was the, pro- like, what was the whole process? Like how, from film to putting it out? We started filming um, uh, May, June of 2019, and we shot really until September that year. But we were also, you know, at that time logging and started getting ready for the edit. And the edit ran sort of from August through uh, the end, through January. And it was right around when COVID was hitting that we were, we had locked the edit and we were getting into doing the sound color, uh, music titles all that stuff so that was a little challenging because it all became um the editors had wouldn't everybody went everybody home, went home. It's like, <laughs> richard can do that at home can't you yeah yeah it's like, so, this, like what do we got going on nobody can hang out so we lost the, our our little production yeah. that we have in the basement uh vanished and we had to wait for a while and then we slowly came back yeah and uh everybody started working remotely and it was just a little bit more time consuming because there's a lot more back and forth when you're not all in a room, just, you know, collaborating in real time. Um, but yeah, we, so we finished the film, um, in June of 2020, it was, it was done and we had a screening at the Boulevard drive-in on September the 16th. Oh, cool. And that was sort of our, it was, it wasn't a premiere because, um, it was, it was a cast and crew screening, which, uh, was fabulous. Uh, we sold that out, and it was all of Bobby Joe's people and supporters, and oh, it was just a really fun time. And uh, it was a nice socially distant event that we could do that. And uh, and then we got a, our distribution deal right around that same time. And so then we were in dealing with that and getting it to the platforms, and now we're launched. So, how long have the two of you been married? 20 years. Mm-hmm. 20 years. And have you always worked together? Or was this your first project together? We, we haven't always worked together at this closely, but uh, <laughs> I mean, this, we've, we've been together real closely for the last couple of years and, and uh, for doing this film, for sure. But I would work, um, I used to, I mean, I'd work out in the, in the field all the time. And, yeah. And, when Brent was doing commercials, he was really working within other production companies. I mean, he and I started working together when he was building his reel and moving from uh, doing lighting and and uh, be, like crew side of movies and stuff. And when he was building his directing reel, we worked really closely together in those early days. And then once he sort of got busy doing commercials, I was at home being mom and he was out shooting all over Los Angeles. And she, uh, she is the backbone of the of building the career. I mean, I mean, it takes, she, I have a lot of crazy thoughts and she's really good at organizing those and she's really good at producing. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of taught her the, the ropes on, in the film business. She took to it right away and uh, <laughs> was able to assemble crew and, and do scheduling and was creative and had great ways of doing things. And we have always figured those things out together and had a lot of fun coming up with our next crazy idea. I mean, we sat around, <laughs> when we moved here, we sat around for eight months going, what are, what are we going to do? We, we had a whole lot of different ideas. We had scripts, we were reading all the time and, and you know, some of them pretty good. And like, how are we gonna do this? But then when Bobby Joe's story came along, it blew away any kind of script we were reading. Yeah. And it just, I mean, when, I, when she first started speaking, I was just like, I couldn't believe the first 10 minutes. You know, and that's what that's what the film is. You start going getting into it, and it's just like, wow, where's this thing going? Mm-hmm. And so it was just a, it was way beyond any script or story that we had in our back pocket, and uh, and it was real. You know, it was real people, and it, we just couldn't believe it. And it, it's just, it's a blessing that we that we ran across her. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it really was. It's like, man, this is, and then to go down and meet all the people in her circle, you know, like Mama Judy was just this grandmother with a huge heart and had had a rough life herself. You know, it's, it's where it's their, the lives they've lived and, and the stories they tell and, and the, and the, 
in the place they've gotten to, you know, they've gotten to a really good place in their lives. And I think that's what I admired most. I see, I saw those two working together and whatever chemistry that they had, that goodness that they had, it was just, it's just going, coming off of them and going into other people, you know, mm-hmm. that's, a, it's a true connection. You can, you can, it's almost in the air, you know, I mean, it is yeah. with, with, with those two and with, with the people that are in the film. I mean, they're, we just kept meeting more and more people who had that, that, uh, what, what the word would just be. Je ne sais quoi. It's humility. They're so humble. Okay. And so truthful and so kind. There, there's no, there's no hustle. You know, it's not like. Oh, I'm, and I'm, we, ju- we just moved from Los Angeles. We just moved from Los Angeles. It's all we're, hustle. We're, we're like, oh, it's you know, hustle. everybody wants something or is trying to get something. I mean, you can't help in Los Angeles to try to get something. You got to get to where you're going in a car. And everybody's, <laughs> everybody's jockeying for a position. And then we came down and we got, we, we've got family and everything that, that, that has those qualities for sure. And, and we went down there and it's just so, uh, it's transferred from them. You know, it's being handed out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we took a little for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What um what would the, would there be any commercials I would recognize that you've done? Worked I did on? a lot of Nissan commercials and and um, and Bridgestone Golf and AT and T and FedEx and Jeez, all of them. I did I did a I did a bunch. Was it I fun? actually I actually you know what I did early on is I did. I did. I wrote some commercials, and or here's how I got my career. Here's a little tip. Okay. Okay. I see all the tips I can get. I was like, here's the tip. How are we gonna? You know, I want to do these big commercials for big brands, right? Like FedEx and AT and T and Monster and what all your big brands. So I wrote some commercials for FedEx and for AT and T and for and and, and uh, I had and they were they were pretty good commercials, you know, and they looked like they were official. So I met this guy who was a, who uh, represented directors in Moscow, right? Oh, cool. And so he goes, yeah, those are, those commercials are great. And I'm like, yeah, well, thank you very much. And so he went to Moscow and sold me as a director over there, like with my FedEx commercials and my Monster commercials and all those. And I went over there and they, I got hired to do their, they have like a Tele2 is like their AT&T over there. So I was doing their commercials. So anyway, those commercials got me some big time commercials in Moscow, and I cool. <laughs> I got to go there about four times and hang out, and and uh, which was wild, you know. I mean, I'm directing commercials that are come directing comedy commercials that are Russian, and I don't speak Russian, <laughs> you know. So I'm doing comedy commercials, and I'm like looking at the the guys I'm working with, like, is that funny? And they're like, yeah, I'm like, okay. <laughs> Oh, the comedy translates because, you know, some cultures, you know, some things aren't as funny, you know, so it, it transfer our, our comedy transfers over there, huh? Yeah, yeah, I get it was working and I was getting paid. So that's, that's all that matters. <laughs> and they brought me back a few times. But that's, that was really the beginning of a, of a commercial career. That sounds fun. Doing, doing making, spec making commercials, commercials that in a language really, that I really could, in a language I didn't know yet. I had translators. It was it was wild. That'd be weird. That'd be interesting. Really what a wild ride. Yeah. Russia. You worked for Putin. Well, <laughs> you know what's interesting? Coming from commercials, it's a real departure to come to, to to do a documentary and to you know, not a big crew, uh, really really small crew of people that you're and you're. And you're telling a true story, so it was way. I, I've I've done I've done documentaries for other people as a as a crew person, and I really enjoyed them. Uh, so I knew, you know, I knew how to do the the questions and I knew how to structure them. But um, this the the what we were filming was so real and so moving. I mean, I'd say keep saying that it just was. And I can that, tell. Yeah, I can tell. It's definitely had an impact on you. It was a. T- I think it was it. It was a bit of a challenge because Brent does. I mean, he's he's modest, but he does come from a lot of the commercials he was working on, especially up to recently, were really you know huge crews. I mean, they were shutting down the Bay Bridge in San Francisco. I mean, massive sets and massive 
you know, crew. I'd be so mad at you. I would be so mad if you, I'm trying to go home and the bridge is shut down. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, and now we've got a very limited budget, a very, very small crew. And, you know, it's, but, you know, it's all hands on deck. I mean, it was, it was fabulous because we met some great people that, great crew members here that were so awesome. And it was, it was just sort of like, y'all got to do all the jobs everybody got to wear all the hats that day it was really kind of what i needed at that at that point in mm-hmm. my life is like i needed to get down to doing something that that really had a lot of meaning besides selling a car you know right yeah so, yeah that's probably fulfill, I mean, I, I, fulfills you in a whole different way yeah and i highly recommend it you know for all the young filmmakers that are out there and there's lots of really good young filmmakers it's amazing right now Go find these stories, find amazing people and get those, get those stories out there. Get the good content out there so we can, we can uh, drown out the noise. <laughs> right. Well, you did, I, I feel like you made Kansas City proud with it, um, just as you know, I consider myself a Kansas City and I'm, I'm proud, I'm proud to watch it. I'm proud of Kansas City watching it. I think you did a really, really good job of, of showcasing her story and the problems and and the city and everything just made 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 us look good you made kansas city look good with a bunch of people who you would maybe not think would look make a city look good well good well good and we can make it we can make it a better place i know we can you know Mm -hmm. i mean it's it's awesome and and but you know there's always going to be work to do so we just need to get busy yeah there's room for improvement for sure i won't take up any more of your time uh, but if you do find yourself with some free time, go ahead and, uh, you know, I could use a commercial for my podcast. <laughs> it was nice we'll talking to you guys. All right. Take it easy, man. Yep. Take care. Thanks.